Hello everybody, my name is Jill Renee Feeler and welcome to this week's Global Message. I am so glad that you're here. I am excited for whatever's gonna come through today. It is, um, sorry, I've got lots of stuff going on. <laughs> okay, we've got the live call over here on audio on this computer and then I'm talking to you guys on the camera. So anyway, hello everybody. We are sharing today with the connection to Mary Magdalene, and I love it when Mary wants to come through. And as I was laying in my bed this morning, I was like, I wonder what we're gonna talk about today. And I, I felt Mary say, I wanna talk, I wanna share. Um, so I love it. I love our connection to Mary Magdalene. Oh, <laughs> okay, um, let's see, what else do I wanna talk about first? I love you guys. <laughs> That's what I want to share first. I really love you guys. I love what we did um, last week, the message that we shared last week on divisiveness and um, staying rooted in our, I want to say our love chakra. And I know there's not a chakra that talks about love specifically, but when all of them are aligned, looking for love for self and lo love for others, it's a significant upgrade. Um, that's very valuable for all of us that are, I want to say, aspiring to be in like the purest version of, of light and love of our eternal energy while we're being human. So it's a big upgrade. It's a very high vibe sort of approach that, that I find works well and I see working well in other people. So I'm glad that we tackled that message last week, even though it was a little uncomfortable for me and I've gotten a little shade <laughs> from some people about it. That's okay, I know what to do. <laughs> right? I have my, my strategy when it comes to uh, dealing with shade. Shade meaning, by the way, for those of you that don't know that term, just unpleasantness, um, lack of appreciation, etc. Okay, all right, so let's relax our shoulders. Ah, wiggle your neck. Ah, allow yourself to just relax. I don't know if we're gonna talk about any serious kinds of stuff today, but if we do, um, I know we can handle it <laughs> and we'll be offering a, a gentle kind of offering versus telling you what to think or do. Just like, hey, have you thought about this? And what if this is true and what that's true? I just want you to feel more loved by God and I want you to feel more loving towards like from your, your Godness um, in this reality. That is such a, it's still a rare thing, even in consciousness communities. And that just blows my mind, but it's very clear. And maybe we're all calling some, maybe we call love something different from each other. I don't know. That's possible. That's possible. Might be some misunderstandings. Ah, anyway. Okay. So let's relax our shoulders and just take a couple nice deep breaths for yourself, please. Ah, hmm. Hmm. And from right here, if you're in a place where you can safely close your eyes, I invite you to imagine this beautiful color blue behind your eyelids. It's okay if you don't see it. Just imagine that it's there. It's like an electric blue. I like to call it a Pleiadian blue. It's a beautiful purpley color of blue and it offers us another depth to who and what we are beyond our humanness beyond this reality and this blue is beckoning us into the vibration of sacred divinity that is at the soul level it's also at the cell level of humanity believe it or not <laughs> okay very good 
And just think of it like an ocean inside of yourself. Do you want to put your toes in the ocean? Do you want to dive all the way in? <laughs> Do you want to have a floaty <laughs> to be on top of it and just lay on a, an inflated raft? Whatever you want to do, just get as close to this color blue as you feel led. And you may change your mind and get even deeper in it later on as we're starting to share here. Feel the weightlessness of your body. Feel the timelessness of this blue <clears throat> helping you access the layers of yourself that are also timeless. The layers of you that are omnipresent everywhere at the same time. Give your brain a hug. Give the parts of you a hug that want to know this omnipresent that may feel like in order to be truly spiritual or truly high vibe, and you need to have access to that omnipresent from your humanness. Give that part of you a hug because it's not true. You're still omnipresent. You're still timeless. You're still eternally love. No matter what you've accessed or haven't accessed, no matter what you know or don't know, it is your, your true one. Okay. But I want to know. I feel some of you saying that, but I want to know. I know. <laughs> I know you want to know. And I know a lot of us want to know. And it's okay that we don't know. It's also okay that. <sighs> That's, therein lies the hug, right? The encouragement to give yourself a hug. Mmm, beautiful. Okay. Okay, let's just stay right there while we slide into the message today. Okay. I asked for this opportunity as Mary Magdalene to share with you today because I want to help you see yourself. I want to help you know yourself like I know you as the playful, curious, wise, savvy, <laughs> very capable source of energy that I know you as. Because I remember too what it feels like to be within the human form and feeling like, you've, like you're fumbling around, like you're not measuring up, like you're forgetting things that you should be remembering, like the world should be figuring things out faster than it is. I know about that and that's the, that's the beauty of, uh, of speaking master to master, right? You as the master of light that you are as well, even while you're human, even while you don't feel like a master, even when you don't have the evidence to prove to this world that you're a master. I know what that feels like. And I'm so delighted that you are in um, a wrinkle of the time-space continuum where you can actually receive and hear and know about a message like this. It's like we're popping in to assist you and support you and cheer you on 
in what is often the most difficult reality you know. Okay. So where to start in what I want you to know about yourself? I want you to know that you impress us every day. I want you to know how empowered you are to have a human, even just one, even just your one human is a very empowered place to be for all the ways that there are, let's say alternative agendas and other energies that are also in play within humanity, within your reality, humanity itself is a very, very powerful form of life. It shapes um, consciousness within your reality. It's a carrier of consciousness within your reality. It's almost like the, the, um, the telephone wires or the cell phone towers of communication. <clears throat> and you knew that as your higher self. You knew that that was a vehicle for change in your being human, in your having a human to um, experience through, to create with, to play within the structure of a human. So if that's true, then why, <laughs> then why, you may ask, are you not seeing more results of who and what you are and your being on the planet? Shouldn't there be this wave of light happening on the planet? <clears throat> well, it didn't happen for me, and it didn't happen for Yeshua, and it didn't happen for Buddha. <laughs> Things are starting to become clearer already, right? So what if that outer experience is not your doing? What if that outer experience is uh, an accumulation of a lot of, a lot of energies uh, coming together and informing itself? What if your best example of your consciousness and your work is how you are feeling in your body, how you are embracing the grace of source, the love of God, and how you are allowing yourself to be that ambassador of light and upward spiraling energy in your reality? That worked well for us. <laughs> It may work well for you too. That ability that you have to reframe who and what you are is one of the main reasons we share so often because those reframing opportunities um, are so huge. We didn't have that. We didn't have this opportunity when we were um, incarnated, right? As Mary, Yeshua, Buddha, etc. Um, we had other ways, right, of connecting within, but it, it wasn't like this, and it wasn't, um, it wasn't at this vibrational level. Those that we were interacting with, even, um, even in uh, physical crowds of people, 
there was a lot more variety in in those crowds a variety in terms of vibration vibration or variety in terms of consciousness you'd probably use the term diversity now um, the spectrum of understanding and knowing and who and what are we kind of thing that was uh, wide it was a wide spectrum in the experiences that we had and that's one of the gifts that that this opportunity actually provides us is even though there's still a lot of diversity in this group there is much more um, similarity in terms of your range of consciousness you're accessing the um, light-based uh, god-based vibrations etc so when we speak to you in any of the messages that we do through jill there is a sense of uh, unity and cohesion about whom we're speaking with we wouldn't speak this way to just anyone on the street or anyone in a crowd um, they wouldn't get it it would be misunderstood it's not that they can't get it but their orientation their perspective their framing literally their framing is so different that it allows you to we are offered an opportunity to really tailor a message and tailor truths that this audience is not clamoring for but we want to hand it to you we want to hand you these gifts of light of soulfulness so that you can decide as the master that you are what to do with them okay <laughs> We're going deeper here, so we're uh, we're helping calibrate Jill for this part. There aren't words yet. You're not missing anything. Just hang on. Perhaps you're feeling that sense of going deeper along with us. It's exciting and empowering to decide that what you've been waiting for to take yourself more seriously or to take your opportunities more seriously it's exciting and empowering to realize that what you've been waiting for may not happen the reason it's empowering is because it puts the um, sense of action and decisiveness back within your field versus dependent upon the masses that you're interacting with and, and also in human in their own human body suits, right? Okay, just feel that for a moment. And we're just asking you to put yourself in that place of you that has been perhaps saying, I'll be ready to be this version of myself, whatever that version is, maybe it's your dreamiest version of yourself, when such and such happens or when this is in place or when I see signs that I'll be accepted in this in in that way of being me we're asking you to take that when that event that experience that approval whatever that is and like grab it with your right hand grab that thing whatever that looks like to you as your your uh, 
like your green light, your, your go sign. And we're asking you to grab that thing and pull it and just grab onto it and set it right inside your heart. That that green light, that impetus, that motivation of now do it, go be you, um, be bolder, be, be more out there, be more, be more unexpected, be more unpredictable, whatever that is, that empowerment is best placed within your field based on when you're ready. Now, this is interesting because what we find very often a lot, it's very common in a group like this, that there are a lot of rationalizations about, well, if I, if I allow myself to be this version of me, number one, no one will understand me. Number two, I will scare people away. Number three, um, I will have an even harder time than I already do in this reality. Number four, um, we already covered that number one, number four, it won't be successful. All of those we could refute with ease. Um, the way that you, that you listening to this or watching this found Jill is because she decided her own kind of go, right? Had she waited until you or someone else was ready or you or someone else asked for it or the world was in a certain state of, of apparent readiness, you guys wouldn't even be having this conversation today. Now I, as Mary and alongside Yeshua and the others in our inner circle, we all came to that epiphany ourselves. We all realized that the world was not quote unquote ready for us. We already felt like outsiders. We already felt odd and weird. Um, So there was a very important discussion that Yeshua led. And I remember him looking around at us around a fire. It was a beautiful night. We were under the stars. There was a fire. We were very comfortable and just very relaxed. It had been what felt like a very productive day. And he said, what are we waiting for? And he just looked at us like Yeshua looked. And it, when he looked at you, you, you felt like you were looking beyond his humanness and you knew he was seeing beyond your humanness. And we all smiled and I remember Judas laughing. What are we waiting for? <laughs> we all knew what he meant. We all understood that he was asking us about those invisible layers that we can sense within ourselves, people like you and I, beings like you and I, that we know we've got gears we don't even know what to do with yet, like gears in a car. I don't, that's against the law here. I can't, I can never use that gear. I'll never go as fast as this car will drive. And he was curious about like, what if we just, what if we just go all out here? We just, what if we just hold nothing back? We're already being repelled <laughs> by
by the others. We're already looked at as freaks and weirdos. We're already controversial. <laughs> we're already disliked and hated even. And we're already making a difference. And what if we made more of a difference? What if we completely rewired the human grid system by going absolutely all out? What if we just did it? And then Peter said, what if it's what we're here for? And we all just nodded like this with a smile like, yeah, that sounds about right. Hmm. <laughs> and then Luke said, so what does that mean? And Yeshua said, I don't know. I don't know. Do you know? And he's like, no, that's why I asked the question. <laughs> and we all giggled at that. And then we, some of us just started to lay back and just look up at the stars and just feel the possibilities with joy and excitement <clears throat> and letting the parts of us that didn't have the answers just be there, be there like the ocean. That those questions, those great questions, weren't going to go anywhere. They may never be answered. But why let that stop us? A lot changed that day. That's when the miracles started. And there's a lot more that you don't know about. You do as your soul, but they're not, they're not in the human record right now. Lots of miracles. Miracles that disrupted the status quo so much that their record has been extinguished. You know this. You know this version of not the story, you know this version of the truth. It's those unrecorded miracles that were part of the reason that you, <laughs> some of you fell in love with humanity to begin with. For others, it restored your faith in humanity and what it, what it can be to have, to have a human, for your soulfulness to create a human to experience and embody and play with for a lifetime. So we sort of unofficially and as a group, as a, as a cosmic tribe that recognized each other on the cosmic planes, we sort of decided that we would like watch out for each other, that we would be there for each other even when we disagreed on things that we would cheer each other on no matter what directions we may go. Just to let us know, 
in those softer, more vulnerable layers of our humanness that we had a cheering section, that we had a fellow human that loved us no matter what, that would be there for us as much as they could in the physical or eternally on the energetic levels, the non-physical levels. And it emboldened us. It inspired us. It made us feel more creative. So we feel, we know, that we changed humanity from the inside out by that divine revelation. We also know that that is who and what you are in your life, in your version of reality, in your state of affairs. Now the mind, the mind wants it to be grand. Your soul wants it to be grand as well. But your soul has a better assessment, a truer assessment of What's happening right here is that I don't for one moment want to pull you off of the miracle maker that you are. And I'm also wanting to offer you support in the version of logic and rationality and realism that's necessary on earth because it's so easy to get discouraged on earth. It's so that sense of disappointment and questioning yourself is just such a, such a readily available state of being within your humanness. And we knew that too. We, we had each other and we had Jesus helping us shoot for the moon um, every time based on his wiring. And we were also, um, I want to say, learned to be pragmatic, that earth isn't always what you want it to be, that physical matter is strange and doesn't always function and respond and behave the way that it, you think it should based on its original coding, C-O-D-I-N-G, So there's this, this this sort of balance between knowing the miracle maker that you are and accepting the obvious limitations that you feel in your humanness and in the earthly reality. 
because without both of those, your light is dimmed. The miracle maker part of you, if it's, if it's unrealistic and too idealistic, it, it will readily determine that you're not the miracle maker you think you are. It will feel discouraged and deflated and it will say, why bother? I already tried to heal myself. I already tried to heal that person. It didn't work. I'm, I'm not what I thought I was. I must not be pure light. I must not on and on and on. So that sense of that sense of vibrational truth, cosmic knowing, where you know with as much certainty as you can gather within your humanness, that you know with cosmic certainty that you are a miracle maker, that you are light, pure source energy who happens to be in a human form in this version of yourself, this version of your, your true one, your divine nature. And you also realize that that doesn't mean you get everything you want. It doesn't mean things always go your way. Um, it doesn't mean things will ever go your way. And it doesn't mean this reality will turn into anything other than what it is. That sense of grounded light, not grounded like like putting a child in time out or you, you, you ban them from their friends and their um, technology for a week. Not that kind of grounding. Not even grounding to earth, by the way. Grounding within your cells of your humanity. Rooting that light where it belongs, which is in your humanness. Gaia has her light structure. So grounding to her at this vibration that we're talking about for you um, probably isn't going so well for those of you that are experimenting with it. Anchoring your light, rooting your light, storing your light within yourself, within your humanness, so that you have full and ready access to it, so that you are continuing the exploration and curiosity of just how much light and love your humanness can hold and that you have that, that um, immediately available grace and compassion for yourself and your own sense of potential disappointment that can readily occur and rise up within yourself at the frustration of being light in a reality like Earth. Part two here. Our partner is going to get a drink. Hang on. The other part that I really want you to know about yourself, so I'm offering it to you, and then you can decide if you want to embrace it as your personal truth or not. The other part I'm excited to remind you of is that you're in a phase of Earth and humanity and life on Earth where the lights have been turned off for quite a while. Not all the lights, <laughs> but that sense of being outnumbered, that's real. <laughs> that's very real. You are outnumbered <laughs> in terms of consciousness, you know, realms to unconscious realms, conscious choices versus unconscious choices, etc. 
all of those things. You're, you're very uh, realistic in your assessment that you feel very unusual and rare in your human, your version of humanity. That's true. <laughs> so why deny it is what Jesus just said. Mm. Why not embrace it? <sighs> that entire inner circle, what you know of as the disciples, which included me as Mary, by the way, <clears throat> this group knew that. We would have come to that epiphany, that conclusion, most likely on our own. We weren't as bold and brave and um, pioneering, evolutionary, because of the group that we were a part of. We were bold and empowered in light and evolutionary because of how we wired ourselves for the entire ride of our incarnation. That's why we were that way. By being that way, we actually noticed each other more readily so that we could form that, that uh, sense of cosmic family with each other. We liked how we were doing it. It made us naturally compatible. It, helped us see ourselves and see each other. The reason I offer that is that some of you feel very isolated and very alone. But you're never alone when you access your light within yourself. When you know you are eternally loved and that your team is cheering you on and that we are cheering you on, that we are celebrating you in all the ways that you have broke the mold, all the ways that you've stepped away from your human family, um, not through communication per se, but just recognize that you're very different than your human family. Most of you are, are like that. You wired yourself that way where you can notice that. There are so many levels of, of the uh, epiphanies, the domino effect of recognizing more and more clearly who and what you are. So that isolation it wouldn't be fixed by being able to have dialogue with your team. Jill knows this because even with her ability to communicate with her team, as she calls it, to engage with us, she still often feels lonely and isolated. You guys are still outnumbered. So maybe that's what some of you feel like you've been waiting for. Waiting to not feel alone. Waiting to not feel isolated. Well, wait no more. <laughs> what if you can make room for that identity that you often feel alone, that you often feel isolated, that you own that as part of the reality of how you know yourself as a very unusual being, a bringer of light in a reality where the lights have been off, most of them, for a long, long time. You're going to feel lonely. Does that have to be so bad? When you feel lonely, can you give yourself a hug? Can you reach out to somebody in an online community and say, privately with somebody that you feel their complimentary nature like we found with each other and just say, hey, I'm feeling lonely today. What are you up to? 
can we get on a video chat and, you know, I'll eat and you eat and we'll pretend that we're eating together. Or I'll get on my, my phone and I'll go look up at the stars and you go and look up at the sun or <laughs> whatever's out well, where you are in your time zone and we'll, we'll pretend that we're next to each other. We'll hold out a hand and we'll imagine that we are right next to each other, celebrating each other, supporting each other, knowing that it can be hard to be light in human form and that our brothers and sisters, bringers of light like Yeshua and me, Mary, that they knew this too. It's not a small task to incarnate into what had been a very dark age, a very deep spell of unconsciousness. And to know what you know, to be what you are, that is never easy. So some of you have been playing with the idea that, well, everybody's about to wake up. It's going to get better. It's going to get easier any day now. How many days have you been telling yourself that? Whether, whether that's true or not true, <clears throat> we see the holding back. We see the sense of, I will really let it all out. I'll go into all gears. I'll go all into sports car mode when that happens. But haven't years gone by and you may still feel like you're holding back? Again, the, the, uh, the reason we were such system busters in, in my day, if you will, is because we made that conscious decision to no longer hold back. Thank you for listening to that. Do what you will <laughs> with it, one, one sister to, to you, brother, and you, sister. Bringers of light, eternally restoring the light within our own humanness, wishing and wanting for amazing things for the planet, and sometimes seeing signs of it, and most of the time not. Mm. <laughs> Gaia just said, Amen. <laughs> I know about that too. Okay, now Jill's going to slide in here with um, some other, not caveats, but um, strategies. Whew. Mary. <laughs> oh my goodness, I'm gonna have to listen, I'm gonna want to listen or watch this again. As my back head, <laughs> I'm, all, I'm all tingly in my head. Okay, very good. Okay, so what does that mean, going all out? Um, I really encourage you to decide what that means for you. One person's really, really bold, terrifying move to be more authentically your light, maybe somebody else's like, oh, I've been doing that for years. You know what I mean? That's no big deal, right? So recognize that each of us have our own level of kind of tolerance for risk or risk aversion. And also, we're all in different settings and scenarios in terms of um, living situations, work situations, career situations, etc. So um, I love it that this group and where we are in linear time 
no longer has to mean that we say, you know, budget uh, to income and screw it, I'm going to quit my job and, you know, all those things, which hasn't gone well for a lot of people. They thought it would make them feel free and liberated in their light and what it let them feel is, you know, bills piling up and bankruptcy and um, a lot of other very unpleasant situations where they felt less connected to their light than ever. Um, there is, so we each personally get to decide what that means to be all out. Um, I definitely dial back my light in certain situations just for my own sense of joy and <laughs> self-satisfaction being in my skin. Um, so for me, I, I, you know, if I get um, soulful wisdom, um, timeless information about one of my daughters or about one of their friends or a situation that they're involved in, I rarely say anything. I have, you know, I'm interacting every day with these beautiful beings I get to call my daughters and they make it pretty clear how into or not into they are into my work and how I do things. And I don't blame them. I mean, had, I mean, if I can remember clearly what it was like to be 12 or 15, if my mom did what I do, I probably, I mean, cause my mom and I also, I love my mom uh, and we were really not that lovey dovey close, close. Um, we have a, the best relationship we've ever had now. Um, now that I've accepted how amazing she is exactly as she is without trying to fix something that doesn't need fix, doesn't need fixing. Um, so I adjusted who I am to see and love who she is exactly as she is. Um, that took some work on my part, right? That took some kind of experimentation. Um, yeah, and we probably still annoy each other. But this ability to know yourself as discerning and like the ultimate scientist experimenting with the relationships that you care the most about what version of you can you create notice i did not say find what version of you can you create that that you feel the best about in all of these different situations and scenarios right what version of you do you need to get the bills paid um, to create income, to interact with uh, <laughs> teenagers, which I heard Brooke Shields recently call <laughs> mean-agers. <laughs> mean-agers. <laughs> I thought that was very funny. <laughs> um, so this opportunity that we have to be very real about, yes, I'm eternally light, and this reality isn't saying, yay, you're light, let us pay your bills for you. Here's a, you know, let's put you in a ministerial position and we'll have an offering plate every, every, every Sunday at service. And there's a house out back on the property that you can live in for free. And guess what? In the USA, you don't even have to pay taxes, right? We don't have that, you and I, right? Um, yeah, so we're, we're like out in the real world. I mean, I work to pay, you know, to earn my, my income and all these things. And I've learned how to do things in my my, my, I want to say career now with this business, I didn't have any, I mean, I had an IT department when I was at Hewlett Packard and when I was at Memjet, I, I was spoiled in terms of how many experts I had to do things that now I have to either figure out myself or find somebody that I am willing to pay to do it for me, which I really do. 
So there's a lot of realness to you and I, and I love celebrating um, as much as we can that realness along with the truth that we are miracle makers. I, I get it that <laughs> there's a lot of different kind of it's not easy here and it's not easy here and I wish this were better. Me too. <laughs> Me too. We can share lots of stories about that. Um, so let's be realistic, right? I, mm, yeah, anyway, um, I'm going to do something I normally don't do. For those of you that are in the chat room, go ahead and type in a question about your version of maybe it's like a yeah, but, <laughs> or what about this and what about that? Um, okay. I'd like to take some like hands on, like let's take one and, and kind of deal with it. But um, I can share obviously from other versions that uh, clients have had. I know there was an amazing client that I met with and all of you are amazing, of course. Um, and this client that was also amazing, um, she was in a very uh, steady uh, professional job and it was paying her bills and she um, is sort of, she feels a little undercover in what she, in who she really feels like she is soulfully relative to what her work asks of her, right? It's, it's a fairly 3D job. I think it might even be like in a financial institution or something, accounting or something like that. Um, so it doesn't feel very soulful to her, right? And it was interesting because she was talking about how she wanted to, she really wanted to get out of that career. She really wanted to switch jobs. And I don't remember precisely how beautifully her team put it, so I'm not going to do it justice. But it was something to the effect of, okay, so there's those hours of the week that you are kind of that version of yourself. And you probably, I mean, it's, it's like making the best of a situation you'd rather not be in. But let's talk about what that income offers you. Um, you know, are you able to, to like live alone if you'd rather live alone versus share space with somebody else? And she was like, yeah, I, I, I'm able to pay, you know, I'm totally independent financially and um, I like to go on vacations. And so her quality of life by her own standards is actually pretty good. So her team was like, so what would you do that would also offer you that quality of life? And there wasn't a readily available answer. So her team encouraged her, if I'm remembering correctly, to why not just let's work with what the other things that we talked with you about today in today's session and just don't make any drastic moves about leaving your career. Let's see if you can make it all work where you, yes, you have a day job that isn't what you wish you'd be paid for in this reality, but it does, it does the job. The job does the job of, of allowing you to be financially independent having um, some sense of uh, feeling liberated to do what you want to do financially and some other things. And that you're still extremely soulful, even if that part of your world isn't asking for it. And it was amazing how her energy field changed so much vibrationally. She just lit up so much. Sorry, you guys, I'm getting really hot. Okay, very good. Let's see what everyone's got here. Okay. Hello, Carrie. She's saying doing my work at the hospital and transitioning a personal practice while having a family. Yeah, that's a lot, right? Oh, we're cheering you on, Carrie. I hope you can feel it. It's amazing what we're actually capable of doing in a multitasking sort of way. Um, and I, yeah. Okay. Very good. So I think you guys know what I'm talking about here. Hi, Sue. 
she's saying, I feel like I'm going crazy. Even though I hear I'm never alone, I can't seem to feel that. And at 65, I feel so lost and scared. And I don't know what to do. Depression is so vast. So, Sue, I love you, sister. Oh, honey, <laughs> just, I'm giving you a big, big hug. That's serious. That's very serious. Okay. Yeah, don't wait. I mean, get the don't wait to get the help and support that you need, like actively, okay? There's a sense of um, desperation I feel in your message. And I'm just like, oh, like get the help that you need. Okay, whatever that is. What What in the past has helped you feel less alone? What has helped you feel less crazy, less depressed? Um, and of course, my mind goes to the health-related topics from the Minding the Matter series that I learned. Um, are you getting enough magnesium? Are you getting enough sunlight? Um, if you don't live in an area where there's enough sunlight, can you get one of those little happy lights? It's a, a sunlight simulator, and they sell them online. I know for me, I got one at, I think, at Amazon or Walgreens or something like that. And it's I, I think if you just do a search for happy light, you'll find it, okay? So do what you need to do, take some vitamin D, right? And if you need more intense assistance, then please get it. Um, I kind of imagined I was gonna be talking about this today, switching gears slightly, um, or is it? Yeah, Jesus, thank you. There, it's not totally related to what Sue is going through, I just wanna warn you, okay? But maybe it is more than I realize. Um, because I do have clients that are on antidepressants and they feel like it's helping them. Um, I, I mean, when we can get by without pharmaceuticals, that's awesome. And when pharmaceuticals can truly help us and we have evidence that we feel better because of them, um, that that's okay too, right? And this is what I was gonna share. So. I started to get migraines, um, headaches that would always, it always felt like it started over my right eyebrow. And then it would just like, I felt nauseous. I sometimes diarrhea. I just like, it would just literally, I felt like the headache was making me sick. And I think I didn't want to call it a migraine. My mom experienced migraines and it just was horrible. And I always felt so bad and helpless for her when she was going through that. So I mentioned the migraine to I don't even remember who it was, somebody in my day-to-day -day life, and they said, oh, you should take Imitrex or something like that. And my initial reaction was, thank you, I, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't want to take something for it, but, you know, thanks. And then she said, it works, Jill. And there was something about the way she said it, like, that's fine, but it works, right? And I was like, why would I deny what works, <laughs> right? So I think, yeah, yeah, that's what it was, okay. So what had happened was I had mentioned the migraines to my, my medical doctor um, casually, and she said, well, let me just prescribe this, and then if you need it, um, you have it available. And I was thinking, fine, I'm never gonna fill it. But I did fill the prescription. I did, I did get that, that uh, prescription filled. I, do, I did have the pills. And then when this woman, because I, I had mentioned, I think I'm starting to get a migraine, and she was like, it works, Jill. And I was like, and I have the pills. And I said, I think I actually have what you're talking about, the pills. And I broke one in half and I took it and my migraine was melted, gone, within a couple hours. And based on my previous experience, I would have been down for like possibly even two or three days. 
So I just wanted to share that as an example because I know that pharmaceuticals and um, that kind of stuff has become very unpopular in our community. And yet what I found for me anyway in this example is that it works. And I love that I'm, I'm not, you know, having those, you know, days at a time, even with what I know, right? Vibrationally, energetically, healers, you know, all this stuff. Because I... I'm not gonna say I did everything because I'm not that naive to think I tried everything to get rid of those migraines, but let's just say I tried for a lot of different things in a lot of different ways. And it may have made me feel better, but it didn't really work. I couldn't say to somebody, it works, Jill. <laughs> I couldn't say that, it works, Sue, right? I didn't, I didn't have that emphatic, truthful answer of something that worked. Um, and I wanted to be honest with myself. I, you know, I didn't, I didn't like feeling that way and, and it didn't work. What I was doing wasn't working, but this does work. And I'm not, I'm open to kind of observing the side effects and things like that. I've shared messages with you guys when I've taken it in the morning now, um, on certain days, cause sometimes I'll take it and I'm like, I wonder if this is going to mess up my connection. Nope, not at all. No difference. <laughs> so, um, I think sometimes we can surprise ourselves with other layers of support that are available to us in this reality that we deserve. Be open to what works. You might be surprised. I was very surprised at what works. I, I'm very surprised. <laughs> I was very. I've been surprised a lot of times with what works when it comes to physical health and when it. I mean, that's why I did minding the matter that series. So. Hmm. Anyway, okay, Sue, I'd love to hear from you again. Sue! Sue! <laughs> and everyone that's in the chat room, I love you guys so much. Oh, I love you guys. <laughs> okay, so I, that feels like a wrap for today. We've been sharing for just about an hour. I love you. And I will um, have the audio archive posted pretty soon. Uh, fairly soon. And I will have a video posted, um, hopefully by end of day, <coughs> excuse me, my time, um, which is in about, end of day for me is normally about 10 p.m. It's 1 p.m. my time, so hopefully within about nine hours. Okay, I do have some private sessions later today, though, so we'll see how things go, but I, I'm, it's on my list, okay? I love you guys so much. Thank you for everything that you are. I want to thank Mary again for the message today. Thank you for liking, thank you for sharing, thank you for subscribing. I really appreciate that kind of support. It, it does help the algorithms in terms of other people finding a message like this, that hopefully um, my intention with everything is to be um, inspiring, loving, healing, informative, et cetera, and just offering maybe a perspective twist or a frame reframe um, to help us feel the ultimate goal, to help us feel as loved as we possibly can from our source energy, so feeling loved by God unconditionally, inner humanness. That's my number one goal. That does change everything. So then the part B is feeling as loving towards all life in this reality as possible. And that doesn't mean agreeing with everybody. That doesn't mean liking everybody, but knowing at a soul level that you're like, I do love them and they drive me crazy, or, and I think they're a nut, <laughs> or, and I never want to hang out with them. <laughs> yeah, that kind of, that kind of love. <laughs> okay. I love you guys so much. Thank you for everything. And I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.